Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's talk about CBD. It's pretty much everywhere today, and it's a topic that I get asked about a lot. My bottom line on CBD, although there are way more claims than clinical evidence right now, many people are using it and reporting great results, and that is very, very encouraging. I want to first define exactly what I'm talking about here. CBD, or cannabidiol, is an extract from hemp. And while you might associate it with marijuana, CBD is the non-psychoactive component of hemp. It's also what's responsible for the calming or relaxing effects many people experience, not the high. Now, about the products. There are a ton of products on the market today. For getting the vast array of reported health benefits, it's important to be aware of what you're buying. I was recently introduced to a company called Select CBD, an Oregon-based company that focuses on high-quality ingredients and manufacturing standards, not on hype. Their CBD-based products are available in a wide range of formulations and flavors, each of which is clearly described so you can make an informed decision without all the promises that sound way too good to be true. Like I said, the reported benefits of CBD are very compelling, and I'm pretty excited to see how things develop as science catches up with this booming industry. So, if you're ready to try CBD, I encourage you to check out Select CBD. To learn more, go to drdrew.com select. That's drdrew.com slash S-E-L-E-C-T. For a limited time, you can save 25% at checkout with code D-R-D-R-E-W. That's code Dr. Drew. It's the Swole Patrol. It's the Swole Patrol. Dr. Drew and I will answer questions. Send them to me on my Instagram account. And I will find all the good ones. We will answer them. And try not to be assholes when you ask a dumb question. Because people are insane. And they want to know how to lose 500 pounds tonight. <laughs> Yes, they do. They want they want to look like uh, you know a roided out monster tomorrow. Yeah, I got I got a a guy who said uh, he and I don't want to be you know because I'm sure he's listening. He he seems to be a big fan, but he's like I'm five ten one seventy just like you, Mike. But I want to have your physique. What can I do? Oh boy. Well, I well, go to be fair. That's a, that's not a horrible question. It's. It's not a horrible question, but, it is a, but, but it is when you factor in. in, okay, go back in time and start training 20 years ago. Well, but but I would even, I think the reason it's a, a question we should address is that there's 
deeper issues to begin with immediately. Like, what's your body type? What's your history with working What are your out? genetics? What's yeah. your genetics? How do you eat? What, what, what you know, it, where are your strengths and weaknesses? And you can kind of have to zero in on that. And I'm starting to, to find out more and more um, anecdotally and then also through the research that I'm doing what's appropriate for you and your genetic makeup when it comes to diet is so much more important than we ever thought before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It never was a mystery to me. Well, it never was a mystery to you, except you were going against your genetics for 30 years. Um, no, I was realistic about my genetics. I was just doing the best I could based on currently available wisdom. But I'm saying that you knew, you, you knew, I knew my genetics, you knew going in that you shouldn't be eating bread and, and, and pasta and high carbs and that mm. you'd still fucking eat donuts and shit every time Mm. someone brought them into love life. Uh, On the contrary, I would argue I was focused on calories. Yeah. So if I was good with calories, I would have some carbs. That's it. If, if the, if the, and I, and the rest of the day I wouldn't eat or something. It was really about the calories. And sometimes by the way, High concentrated carbs help you manage calories because I, I, the way my appetite system works, if you notice on The Biggest Loser back in the early seasons, sometimes these people will get out of control and binge on, on donuts and carbohydrates yeah. and three days later have dropped a ton. Because it, it affects the satiation Yeah, but the system. biggest loser isn't a good example I, I of what understand. to do for I, nor- I, the general I, population. I totally understand. But I saw that, and all the trainers like, how could this happen? I don't understand this. He binged on carbs. I go, oh, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Because because it's not what they think it is where your metabolism is all charged up and hanging on to everything, every molecule. It always does that. Yeah. And this is more about how your appetite centers work. And you satiate, it, then you can tolerate being restricted for a little bit, a little more, a little more effectively. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying I knew well, that and, was my and also biology. I'm not advocating for it either, unless it's right for you. Well, it was not. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, like, I thought it was right for me. It was not right for me. That was the intermittent fasting sort of zone I was in. I'm I'm the same way. I cannot if I binge on lamb chops, I'll be fine. If I binge on even if I have a donut. Mm. I'm fucked because Why? because I will have I, I you have to keep going. I have to have more. Well, see, I think I have a thing because I notice this. It's even it's like a, more like a heroin addict for me because I I start having trouble not eating carbs a few days later. Yeah, that's a much more serious problem. I got news for you. Yeah, no, and, because and going I, on a binge is just a binge. But if you three days later suddenly can't manage your diet. That's a problem. I, well, I think a lot of people are that way, Drew. I think yeah, well, I really I'm that do. way. I'm that way for sure. And and again, you know me and this carnivore thing. I'm not advocating it, but God damn it, I don't get sick anymore. Yep. So and my hair grows like a mammifer. And, and your, my your nails, hair and teeth look great. Your hair and teeth look never never my, better. My nails I have to cut my nails every five days. How's usually, the cock though? How's the cock? Doing great. great. It seems to be fine. Great. And, so you have well, to ask. Well, along that along that line of thinking about the being, targets of my affection, you mentioned being a, a heroin addict when it yeah. comes to this type of stuff. Yeah, I got a, a great question regarding that. Okay. My uh, Mike Drew, I'm 33. I've always been addicted to fast food slash junk food. Okay, so that's a little different, right? This is a little. This is the fat, yummy zone. So go ahead. I've told myself for 20 years that I will stop eating the bullshit and get in better shape but can never seem to stay away from the processed food no matter how much I tell myself I can. Jeez. Any suggestions on how I can do this and stick to a healthy lifestyle? How much Thank overweight you. is this guy? It doesn't say. So it would be interesting to know, is this a thin guy? He's not 
I'm looking at. I went to his profile to yeah. check it out. Yeah. He's not fat. Okay. He's overweight. Okay. But he's this gentleman is by no means Let me see, just like a lost cause. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up a good. He's not 100 pounds overweight. No, he's like 30 or 40. 30. Pounds oh yeah. Okay, got it. Um, well, so how do you create motivation to overcome that drive? Right, and especially when you're inundated with it constantly, I would argue that he has motivation. He's just falling victim to the trappings of an addiction. Right, he has a motivation. He said it for twenty no, years. I've the, told myself he has the wish. I'm yeah. not sure he has the motivation. That's those are um, different things. He he's contemplating that he should. Right now, like when I went to this diet, mm-hmm. it, it was one day sitting here talking to you, and there was a switch. I just said, "All right, I'll do it," and and I. Probably might have done, not have done it the day before. You know what I mean? Right. I, you got to be ready uh, to make a change. And he may not be ready. It's much like hitting bottom with other addictions. Well, he's 33, so let's get it together. He's not 23. Well, w- w- let's I, – I'm trying to think of what he can do to realistically replace the yummy. See, we have, we have a weird thing in this society where – Everything yummy is what we consume all the time. Right. And by yummy, I mean stuff that's highly gratifying in many different ways. Well, that's whether my problem. It, whether it's porn or fast food right. or everything is just sort of super gratifying. That's why I would never be able to do um, the carnivore diet um, for me is because uh, if, I, if I eat only meat, I'm going to go to Wendy's and I'm going to get – Why? Because I – First off, I don't have choice ribeye on hand all the time. But that's part of doing this diet is you got to have it properly stocked. Um, but I would – because I'd be like, okay, I can have meat or I'd go to In-N-Out and i well, get That's a what – remember Sean style. Baker does eight patties when he goes to In-N-Out. Yeah, and I, I – but Sean Baker's 250 pounds. I can't, I can't well, do, do that. Well, do three patties. That's what I would do. Yeah. I, I, to me, it's just like I would consistently. I'll tell you what I would do. Though. I would consistently choose the yummy version of meat. Well, I'm drifting a little bit, and maybe it's because of the same phenomenon. Uh, I think if I were to go do the In and Out, I'd put cheese on the burgers. So what? It's a little drift. It's a drift. I don't think it is. It's, it's shipping. Mean, people, people vastly o- overrate how deleterious dairy. Oh yeah, is for me, for, for sure, I'm fine with dairy. Uh, dairy, but, is, but I'm just the watching the drift, and and I'm into vegetables again. And I'm into them because I like them. You like them. I, and, I can't and, not do vegetables. And they really help with appetite suppression. They re- I think from, so. They yeah. really do. Yeah, I think so. I don't so. care what anyone says. Particularly broccoli and cauliflower. Those yeah, are my main The cruciferous ones. My, my advice to you, dude, is listen to what I'm saying right now. Don't just hear it. Listen to it. That you are capable of doing this. And what I mean by that is I've been in your position. When I was 20 years old, I truly couldn't envision going the rest of my life without having drugs and alcohol. Right. It, it was nonsensical. It was like saying, can you imagine the rest of your life without your limbs? And the reality is, is that you can do this. You can become someone who eats healthy. You can be ripped. You can be lean. You can be someone who's proud to take off your shirt at a pool party. That's in you. And you have to make the decision to not only switch over what you eat. You have to switch over your entire lifestyle. Let me stop you right there and just ask our 
we're speaking directly to a listener. Yeah. And the rest of you can are, are welcome to sort of eavesdrop. Let me this. interrupt. We're speaking directly to a listener. I guarantee you there's thousands of other listeners that are can relate. Which is my point. Yeah. Uh, and But there's a piece here that I'm fascinated by, which is your involvement with him, I think, is the thing that measurably affects those moments of change. Mm-hmm. So you genuinely reaching out to this guy, him genuinely listening, you coaching him up. You ideally, he would be accountable to you, which would be nice. Maybe he can write back to you and tell us how sure. it's going, and we'll listen to him. But there's a piece here when you get stuck with motivation that I'm fascinated by, which is the role of other humans, mentors, mentors, coaches, therapists, friends, whatever the f you want to call it. You, if you're stuck, that's the unsticking piece. I believe. Mm-hmm. I really believe yep. it. And and I'll just take my own example. I was accountable. You you. For whatever reason, got through me on that day, and I went, all right, I'll do it. Because yeah. I, I was not in that mindset. I want to tell you something. I was like, I am done with that. Screw it. I'm too old for this. I'm, I'm done. And you sort of, I, you meant it. You said do it. I said, all right, I'll do it. I'll try it. I, you know, it's so sad because I had, and it wasn't at the beginning of my recovery. It was like about five or six years in when I was getting lethargic, and I was not tending to my recovery i was still not drinking and using but i wasn't tending to my recovery you're getting yeah and the guy lazy, lazy. the guy who got me back into it and really made me buckle down because of his influence uh. was dj am oh, of course and he's fucking he, dead listen that man helped more people helped me help more people than any mm, there are more people there's some people now but he was at that point in my life critical dude yeah I, he helped and and I he is in me to this day. Some of the stuff he taught me and told me and did for me is just exceptional, dude. I there's a huge A list, a A list, no A plus list star who's now uh, really doing it right and getting into recovery. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's been uh, amazing for me to see that mm-hmm. because he doesn't strike me as a type of guy who would humble himself that way. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been a real kick in my ass to, to watch it. And it's been a recent recovery? Uh, I believe so. So I, I think I know who you're talking about. And, and so A, a, no, a I, maximum that, that, A plus don't, don't say anymore. Maybe never I, I a bigger yeah, star. Don't, don't yeah. say anymore. And is he got somebody that he listens to? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, this guy is such a big star. I don't know his personal ins and outs. Mm -hmm. But watching him and his deal, I go, wow. This is – it's inspiring. It's inspiring. It it is. And uh, if it's who I suspect, who I'm going to write it all out for you right here. Is that the first name? Nope. Oh. Because he was somebody I was looking forward to getting sober one day. Okay. But anyway – but there have been plenty of guys that you wouldn't give a rat's chance in hell of getting sober that have. No, this guy isn't a rat's chance in hell sober. You, you'd be, okay, I could totally get yeah. – I can't understand how this guy goes to meetings every day and reads at meetings and – Oh, that's – but that's the, – the, he must have been trying for a while because if you go to the special meetings and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't go no, well. Yeah. No, no. And that – Blue, that's how I, I have – I've had problems to the point of like I want to fist fight this guy with celebrities in the past because they they treat meetings like their own personal fashion show. Oh, and they you know they yeah, grandstand no, no. and that's stuff. That's never good. No, and no, no, uh, no. that's never good. But but um, you know who uh, my understanding does it right is Robert Downey. Well, he he's a, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. amazing. And so there you go. There's a model for how it's done. And also, 
I get so many que- and I know this look this isn't a recovery podcast but I get so many questions about how as fame increases does it make it harder to get clean or stay clean and I go maybe but it certainly doesn't work for Robert Downey Jr. you know what I'm saying like it, it He's never been more famous. Yeah. Maybe there's no one as famous. He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood, and he's never been more committed. And, and, and humble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, right. And, and it, it, it's the, my experience of the real, uh, again, just really quickly, because it, it's important. You know, motivation is motivation. Whether it's, you know, our motivational systems, whether it's geared towards drugs and alcohol or geared towards food yep. or geared towards working out or working not working out, out. Yeah. it's the same biology that's operating here. But uh, just to finish, put a little capper on that conversation, my experience with the celebrities is not about the specialness. It's about going back to work too fast. Yep. That's the big thing. Not sure if I mentioned, but is regularly taking creatine that beneficial, or is it the same same category as BCAAs? Thanks. Uh, No. Creatine, the more and more – first off, for strength and power, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. The jury is out. Creatine works. It is the one of the only nutritional supplements that comes fully recommended. Can never there's no there's no real downside to if you're a hard charging athlete or weight training. Creatine freaking works. How much? Huh? How much? Who knows? And should you take the uh, the other stuff with it? No, yeah. for creatine monohydrate, the basic old crea- German Crea Pure creatine monohydrate. Yeah. It's cheap. It works. None of this uh, other the super high expensive, but, but highfalutin uh, creatines, don't worry about it. But Make the, sure it has the Crea Pure uh, trademark on it. It's cheap. Why? Why that trademark? Um, because that's real creatine. There's a lot of Chinese-made and, okay. and uh, you yeah. know even American-made creatine that it's not yeah. It's not cutting it. Crea Pure is the real and quantifiable creatine. One scoop in a... Five grams. Of, yeah. five, you don't need to do a loading phase like you used to think in the 90s. Ooh, I didn't know about that. Uh, five grams a day, you know... Pre-workout, any, post-workout. Any downside of the little palpitation? No, no there's no and, – and what they're noticing now is that there's myriad other effect, positive effects of creatine. One of them, the most noticeable and the most notable is the cognitive benefit. There's huge cognitive upside I'm, to creatine. I'm going to buy this stuff right this minute. I used to do it. I, I never really – it just I should have burned down on it. It's like, eh, I've never seen it the, the, There is – okay, there's one kind of downside to creatine, and that's for someone like me – um, but that's a very, very limited, a uh, very narrow category of people. I am frequently on television or having someone want to take a picture of me. Creatine will, because of w- it helps hold moisture in your muscle cells. Mm-hmm. It also ho- uh, makes you hold a little moisture in like your skin and and it's bloats you a little bit. What? Oh, bloating. Yeah. So, uh, but not major. Yeah. But but for me, uh, when you're really nitpicking, if I'm going to go be on Access Hollywood it's the, the next day, part. Yeah. I don't want to be. I get it. Bloated. And, and why did it suddenly fall out of favor for about five years? Or it seemed like it was a lot of negative sort of feelings about it. I think because familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think did, it just yeah. got so. Um, I don't know. It got it got so common, and pop, people stopped overlooked it. And, and you usually recommended that that beta alanine take away. Beta alanine is another. Listen, now we're talking about pre workout or or performance enhancing uh, supplements. Beta alanine works. Beta alanine flat out works, and they, there's conclusive and ample scientific proof to show you're going to get because you're improving amino acid distribution to the muscle. Something or? about. Uh, Something about the performance enhancement is if you're getting 12 reps 
on 185 pounds without beta alanine, you're getting 14 with it. Hmm. It's just something about it works. I don't, I don't know. Is it with the creatine? A lot of people do combine the two, and they, they find and, and no downside. There's there's no noticeable downside. All right. Psycho Mike, Dr. Drew, you live. I'm 24 years old and take 175 micrograms of levoxy levo levothyroxine levothyroxine every day. I was just wondering if hypothyroid could cause low testosterone. I've uh, asked my physician to test my testosterone levels, but he thinks the side effects of test replacement outweigh the benefit, so he'd rather not even check. That probably makes sense because he's 24. Yeah. The thyroid disease is its own thing. Uh, it does untreated have protein, all sorts of effects, but he's on a quite a high dose of yeah. thyroxine. And that could, I mean, maybe it's if they're, again, if his therapeutic levels are just smacks physiologic, it sh- he should be just normal. He should yeah. be just like normal. Having said that, Autoimmune destruction of the thyroid gland is associated with other autoimmune glandular disorders. So you can get uh, something called Kalman syndrome, where the testes do shut off. But that's a that's a medical condition. I mean, right. testosterone is going through the floor. And and maybe your testosterone is a little low, but you're still 24. It's not low, right? Because it, that's the point. We you want to raise it, lift heavy weights, right? And, and eat more meat. <laughs> we just. And, 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 and have more sex. And that raises it too. Correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. You're the you're the doctor here, but I think that physician's right. It, let's say why it is, do a test that we're not going to chase? We're right, not going to treat. Right. Why exactly? Have and, and, no, the this is something that physicians are faced with all the time. It, it goes under the category of accuracy. The accuracy of a test is determined by the probability of it being significant going at the point of entry. In other words. If I let's say he comes in with th- signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. we're going to check your thyroid because there's pro- the probability to be something there, and we find something there. In that setting, the accuracy of the result is much higher. Right, if that makes sense. So the it setting does. determines the accuracy. Help. And by the way, again, this testosterone shit. We have no idea what a normal testosterone level is for a given individual. No, there's we a range. Know, we only know there's what, a range of. We only know what abnormal is. We don't right. know what normal okay. is. So oh, by right. the way, I just got the. Uh, I just got the thumbs up. For what? I didn't. I, I haven't done it, but I got the thumbs up from whom? I got the blood work done from a physician to get a little testosterone. Yeah, I'm so pissed at you. I know. You can do growth hormone too. I don't know. My my testosterone's been up. Of course, because you've eaten all that meat. Yeah, it's been up, crazy. and you're lifting, and you're finally lifting and like a real man. I'm, I'm drifting out of that a little bit right now, but I'm trying to, and and, and it's been up, up, up um, to the point where even I look at it and go, uh, supplementing doesn't even make sense. No, yeah, no, that's definitely that's a that's a that's a last ditch effort. Well, there's always growth hormone. <laughs> I think about that. Yeah. But we, can't, we really don't know the long-term effect of that. That's Help! Yeah. Brother, I've been living with gynecomastia since middle school, 8th grade. Oh, yeah. I'm 25. 215 pounds, 5'8". Okay. So he's beefy. Yeah. Uh, work out four to five days a week. Never gone away. Procedure is expensive and insurance doesn't cover it. What are my options? Um, your options are surgery. If it's uh, true gynecomastia. Right. If it's been there since 8th grade, it is. Eh... There, there's one. There's one possibility here that is not about surgery, and that is adipose. He's big. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and so there's two things going on here. The, the okay, so gynecomastia is an overgrowth of the glandular breast tissue, mm-hmm. right? Gynecomastia. It, so you get female-looking nipples and things like that. Common in 13-year-olds. Usually goes away. Can be sustained if you smoke a lot of pot or you get really heavy. Those are two ways to sustain it because adipose fat tissue produces high levels of estrogen. So if he were to lose a ton of weight, possibly there's some adipose under the gland tissue that right. makes it noticeable that would go away, and possibly losing the weight would make his estrogen levels drop, his testosterone levels go up, and the glands might recede a bit. But the fact that it's been so long, surgery might be the thing. And Dr. Drew's got a good point. You're 5'8", 215. I'm looking at this guy's pictures. He's buff. He's, he's a muscular fella, but you're still 5'8", 215. Let me see. Let that's me see. a that's a you're fat. Let me see. Take, no, let's. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not saying that to. He needs to lean out. I'm not saying that to hurt your feelings. I'm not saying that to be a dick. What I am saying that is so that you can get a realistic appraisal of yourself and avoid because surgery. because if you're one of these guys that has big guns, like you know what I'm saying, he's a muscular fella. Yeah. See, but I, he's also you're fat. I think he'd be so much happier about 15, 20 pounds down. 15, 20? Yeah. He's 5'8". He yeah. should be 180. Yeah, yeah. He should be 175. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's not – let's stop at kidding least, ourselves. Again, but at least he'd have a – again, our question was about the gynecomastia. At least he'd have a greater sense of really what – I'm getting to the gynecomastia. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you were 5'8", 180, reassess your gynecomastia from there. Yep. Because then if you're a normal size and, – and you don't have to be – a string bean, no. still continue to lift weights. Still, you know, I look. I'm five ten, one seventy. Let's let's just use that as an example to give you where you're at. Five eight, one two fifteen. Unless you're an offensive lineman, right? You're you're fat, man. Uh, let's see. Um, is bench press overrated as a strength builder? Ooh, good That's question. A, but there's a lot going into that. You know, we're going to have Doug Brignoli in here in a little yeah. while, and, and uh, when that pod is up, we'll ask him that question. No. As far as building strength on a on a horizontal push, it's, it's as good as anything. But if you're asking for, like, athletic application, I do think bench press is overrated because – athletic application. You could be, let's say you're a basketball player or that would not be good. Um, uh, an MMA fighter or, or even a boxer. It doesn't matter one bit that you bench press 350 pounds. Are we going to talk to that trainer guy that trains all the athletes? Hey, he was supposed to talk to us today at noon. But is he going to talk to us eventually? I hope so. So this would be a great question for him. Yeah, and I think his answer would be would mimic mine. It doesn't matter one goddamn bit if you're a boxer and you bench press 500 pounds. It, uh, it really doesn't matter. Now, the deadlift, you know, strengthen your hips, the squat, things like that, as far as athletic application, um, I don't think they're overrated. What about I think bodybuilding? That, for bodybuilding, I, I, think the be- I still think the bench press is great. Now, other people, they have problems with their shoulders, so you can opt to do other things that are just as good for hypertrophy. Mm-hmm. But I still, I mean, to me, the bench press is awesome, man, you know? And how about just general fitness? I think it's another great, you know, because you get, you get so much bang for your buck as far as upper body training. Mm-hmm. Your front delts, your triceps, and your chest all get a really good yep. buzz yep. from it. Yep. Um, the problem with, the real overarching problem with the bench press is you're so susceptible to injury. With Shoulder it. injuries. And, and tearing pecs. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have torn pecs. In, in my experience with torn pecs, not without the steroids. 
You're probably right, because all the guys I'm talking about are fucking monsters. Yes, that's when you tear the packs. Um, let's see here. We got a lot of good questions. I'm actually really happy about it. Creatine, good or bad? I already went through it. Creatine, great. Um, let's get to my... Uh, this is actually a really, really good question. And it comes from a guy I know. I won't use his name in case he doesn't want to be out there. But I'm sober. Can I use steroids? No. Really? Absolutely not. Why do you say that? It, it, I've just seen a thousand people. I've seen every, anyone I've ever seen, well, two things. They go, they go out, almost without exception. And it's a very covert kind of a relapse because they don't even realize it's happening because they're taking drugs. They okay. don't realize that they're highly rewarding. Number one. Number two, they die. That, that, the, the, to, in my world, the addict who's taking steroids dies. Protean causes, but really dangerous, and I can't figure out why. I am an example of a guy who used steroids during recovery, and I'm fine. Do you feel like your recovery was in jeopardy during that time? Yes. Looking, yeah, that's the point. You got, you got away from it sufficiently soon. It, it's, it, usually what happens is, well, if, if somebody were to use it under physician management for a very short period of that's time. That's not using steroids. I know. That's not my opinion. I, I, in my I, opinion, that's not using steroids. I know. That's being under hormone replacement therapy. Correct. It, well, but some doctors will push that a little bit, but whatever. But, but the, the, in my experience, once an addict, particularly stimulant addict, gets going with steroids, they do not want to stop. They will yeah. not stop. They will not stop. And the not stopping, and then they go into the covert hiding, BSing, you know, not telling, you know, claiming to be off steroids. And of course, you know, you, you've heard that a million times. We yeah. see that all the time. And, and those guys die. They just die. It's yeah. crazy. So, from my perspective, the risk is far, far too great. And that, that's my only okay. issue. What supplements are good to use when working out, if any? Whey protein, pre workouts, creatine, BCAAs, et cetera. We said creatine. Creatine, beta alanine, and um, essential amino acids, not BCAAs, essential amino acids. All nine of the essential amino acids, not the isolated if you're, if three. You're, if you're eating my diet, you've got plenty of the essential amino acids. Yes, that's plenty. true. That, that's 100% true. But there is, there's been shown um, through, Added benefit. through research I've seen. Taking five grams of essential amino acids pre-workout can can be anabolic, especially, look, if you're someone who's training in a fasted state, which is very um, in vogue right now. A lot of people are uh, subscribing to intermittent fasting. I'm one of those people. It just works out for me. Um, if you're going to train in a fasted state, especially uh, resistance training, mm-hmm. um, some essential amino acids, which won't necessarily kick you out of your fast, but will keep you anabolic in a fasted state, I, I do think that there's some benefit there. Um, any recommendations for workout shoes and clothing aside from Nike and Under Armour? Hold on. We're I gonna, see. Wait. We're going we're gonna to discuss that question when we get back. Okay. New year, new you. That's what I'm talking about. This year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care Of's monthly subscription vitamin service. Whether you're focused on glowing skin, boosting your energy levels, getting more sleep, or generally being healthy, build a vitamin routine that's made just for you. Do something good for your health in 2019. Care of makes it easy to stick to your health related resolutions. Care of has this fun online quiz. It actually is pretty enjoyable. It asks you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices, and it only takes about five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. Getting your vitamins should be easy. It should be convenient. 
I know it can be super tough to find out what vitamins and supplements to take, but Care Of makes it so easy by tailoring it specifically to you and your health needs. Care Of delivers daily vitamin and supplement packs customized to your recommendations to promote personal health and wellness. And I know you don't want to carry around large boxes of various different pills and bottles. So what do you need to do? You need to sign up with Care Of and get tailor-made custom packets that are easy and convenient to take with you anywhere. A portion of every sale goes toward the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. Vegan and vegetarian supplement options are available to match your dietary needs. And you can track your progress with the Care Of app and earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. I loved using Care Of. I found it so easy and convenient to not only get the vitamins and minerals I need for a baseline, but the vitamins and minerals that I need tailored to my personal specific lifestyle. And I really enjoy taking the quiz, I gotta be honest. They asked me nice questions about my lifestyle, my health and fitness desires, and it got me thinking. And it really helped me to tune in to what I needed from a vitamin and mineral supplement stack and care of took care of me completely by designing it and giving it to me in these easy to use packets. All right, friends, you need to take advantage of this month's special New Year's offer. For 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code SWOLE50, S-W-O-L-E-50, and you get 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com, enter the promo code SWOLE50. Welcome back to the Swole Patrol. Any recommendations for workout shoes and clothing aside from Nike and Under Armour? Aside from, I never <laughs> worn either. Yeah, most um, people that work out most of their life work out like in cut-off shorts and a t-shirt. I will tell you what I work out in every day. And it's flip-flops. Vintage sweatpants that I got at like a secondhand store. Yeah. That's not a joke. Uh, I get like, I buy like old Russell Athletic sweatpants. Love it. And Converse Chuck Taylors. The ones I'm wearing as yeah. we speak. Yeah. And uh, you know why I love those? Because they're flat, so I can deadlift in them. I can do... Uh, ankle support. Yeah, and they give me... And um, yeah... It doesn't matter what you're High-level workout attire is for looking cool at the it's, gym. It's, it's a not, fashion. It's not going to... Yeah, no, it's fashion. It's not performance. What are your home gym must-haves? It's a good question for you. You have a home gym. Yeah. I, I think... And, and so I built it slowly over years. Mm-hmm. And we asked that question at the beginning. And a friend of mine is a trainer... Smartly advised a uh, Olympic rack squat you, rack. You start with a squat rack and and a bench and a bench, yeah, a bench that has incline and flat, yeah. That you get a lot done with that. That's you, pretty much almost you, everything. Yeah, you get a lot done and room to do it. You got to have room to do stuff. I'm going to throw in one that seems dumb, but I think is a huge addition to a home gym, and it costs like eleven bucks. An ab wheel, hundred percent. I have an ab dolly. I yeah. like it a little better than the wheel. Yeah. 100%. But you can get uh, you can get them on Amazon for freaking 10 bucks. Yeah. I, I, and and I don't know about you, but I have a problem. Ooh, this is something we've never talked about. I have a problem working abs breathing. I can't breathe when I'm working abs, and so it limits my ability. You have to you have to you have to time your breathing to your ab training. I, I for whatever reason I end up with a deficit. I end up de- <gasps> like shorter breath hyperventilating no matter what I do. Except with the wheel and the, the dolly, yeah. something about the stretching out all the way gives me a chance to fully inflate my lungs, and I'm I'm fine. That is the best overall core training you can do is the ab wheel, and it's it's so overlooked because people look at it as like old school. They don't. I think ab wheel is six bucks. The ab wheel is so the awesome. dolly's thirteen bucks. The ab wheel kicks 
yeah. super ass. I, I agree. So let me finish the gym thing. So so my next stage of development was dumbbells. Yeah. Okay. And it's 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 strategic what weights you get and what you want to do. You know, you you, you kind of need some heavy yeah. and some medium. And I started with I think probably forty and forty five pound dumbbells and like a seventy pound dumbbell. Yeah. And again, get a lot done with that. Absolutely. Then I needed sixty because you can do some flies and things like that. And then I just started filling it in. Over you doing years. flies with sixty pound dumbbells? Sure. Damn! Look at you. Flat, flat flies. Not, not Still, flies. that's fucking impressive. And, and probably not right, but <laughs> but I do them anyway. And and, uh, and but again, it depends on your strength profile too. Mm-hmm. Which dumbbells you zero in on? Then comes cables. Yeah. Then you want to get some cables going uh, and pull down and pull in yeah. on your next cables. Yeah, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, this is, any, and, the and, horizontal and, and the vertical and the plane. pull down, the pull down will also give you an opportunity for triceps push yeah. down, and those forty pound dumbbells will also give you biceps yeah. if you want. And now you really got every body part got pretty much pretty much done. Yeah. Um, how to relieve shoulder pain? Hanging. Yes. Oh, God damn it! I I woke up this morning going, God, I got to hang. I got to <laughs> let the crush hang. Which is another thing. A pull up bar is a key. When you buy your uh, squat rack, make sure it has a pull up bar. Pull up bar on it. On it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hanging can be a lifesaver for shoulder pain, and and it, look, all of us who lift heavy, um, at some point get shoulder problems and neck. So, yeah, um, was wondering your guys' thoughts on MCT. Doctor Drew Pinsky was pretty gung ho on it I maybe am. a year I'm ago. Still, no, I'm still. But his it. new zest for carnivore has drowned out much of his old advice. Uh, uh, I use the MCT for intermittent fasting, and yeah. it really helped me on that. I use it now just to increase my fat intake, yeah, and, and help with my appetite. I think so. I, I my my overall sort of it's now it's now a smaller piece. Yeah. I don't rely on it so much, but I use it every day. I think MCT can be great. I, I will say there's not enough said about watching out your dosage. Not because enough people are like it's great, it's great, it's fucking great. Take your D- because MCT. Of the diarrhea. MCT at a too high a dosage will fuck you up. Diarrhea. Not only the diarrhea, but stomach cramping well, and, and a, yeah. an overall feeling of horror. Like I've never had horror feeling. I've had the cramps, the diarrhea, though. So you know, start with a tablespoon, and you you know you're not getting more bang for your buck with the, more use. Theoretically, the XTC this is a little, a little refined thing. The X, no, the brain octane yeah. version is a little less likely to cause diarrhea. Yes, and that's because it's the C eight. Right. Strand as opposed to the C9. Correct. And, stuff. And, um, and the XTC is more the C9. Yeah. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on or experience on natural nootropics such as lines made in hyperzine A? Have you tried any of these? Are they just another mind health gimmick? I will say, like, I've used um, Siltep and I've used uh, on its Alpha Brain. I do notice a little boost. I don't know if I notice enough of a boost to validate the the cost, but I think I to me. Hang on a second. Were they complex with caffeine? Uh, everything's complex with I know. me, and so me too. And so I I've tried all that stuff. Yeah. And each time I, I convince myself it's just the caffeine. It's just the caffeine. And so I end up just going back to the caffeine. Well, I've noticed a mood boost with Alpha Brain for sure. I've noticed like well, I feel like I, my mood are, okay. moods aren't as erratic. Um, and, and I really have fe- felt where like when I don't take it, there's a little bit less of a, Fine. I, I have no quarrels with, uh, all the nootropics that, but they, to me, the, the subtle, the subtleties are too great yeah. to justify the cause. And, and I do get a little bit of that, um, 
is it salt, you know, that I get with the creatine, fluid retention or something? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I just stay with the caffeine. That's me. Um, are ab workouts necessary? I can't seem to fit them into my splits. Here's, a, here's the basic answer. If you're looking for athletic performance, ab workouts are not only necessary, they're paramount to all other training. If you're talking about getting ripped or body composition, I don't. I do not think they're necessary. If you're deadlifting, if you're squatting, exactly. I don't think. Listen, listen well to that last piece. Say it again. If you're if you're powerlifting, if you're deadlifting, if you're doing your squats, if you're doing things that are putting or, a tremendous demand on your core, anyway, uh, diet is how you get your abs. I don't. Right. I really don't I, I think totally they're agree. necessary. Now, well, although, strengthening your abs in your lower back, if you're a if you're looking for performance, if you're an MMA fighter, if you're an athlete in any way, if you're doing jujitsu, you need to train your abs yep. and your lower back. Completely you agree to. with all that. R- running is also good for abs too. If you're interested, then can I be a guest on Swole Patrol? No, <laughs> Mike. I've been lifting hard lately. I have been focused on getting the necessary protein to build muscle. I have put on a lot of weight that doesn't seem lean. So this was my complaint to you when you guys got me lifting heavy weights again. I also feel bloated a lot. My diet has been pretty good. Chicken, eggs, protein shakes, any advice? Yeah, you're eating too much. Cut out the protein shake immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Uh, and stay with the protein. No starch, no carbs, no no sugars. And and eat. cut down the calories. Yeah, you're just eating too much. But I, I'm going to bet that protein shake is his problem. He probably puts a bunch of bananas and stuff in there. Well, and the, the reality is, is that for bulking, gaining muscular weight, you need to have like maybe a 500 calorie surplus. A lot of people make the mistake of ga- eating a 6,000 calorie diet and saying like, I'm gaining weight. I'm lifting heavy, so everything's good. No, you're also going to gain a substantial amount of fat. And a re- a- a- bulking isn't about just eating everything you can. Maybe when you're 18 it is. Right. But r- in the reality, you have to be disciplined. You have to be just as disciplined bulking as you do dieting. And that means 500 calorie uh, surplus. After now, that, reassess. Now, this was the part I complained to you about when you wanted me to go on the anabolic diet and stuff. You gave me a bunch of formulas, and I said, like, "I can't do that." So you do have to find something that works for you, uh, but pay attention to calories. Pay attention. Yeah, don't ever, ever, ever listen to anybody that doesn't tell you that calories are still paramount. No matter if you're cutting your carbs, no matter if you're. Uh, if you're if you're a vegan, well, the reality is is that cal- when it comes to body composition, calories are still. So I, I haven't figured out yet what goes on with steak because you consume so much calorie in the big steak. But I don't. Think, I just don't notice it. It doesn't affect me. I don't think that. Well, two things are at play here. Your low, your carbs are so low, you're losing water weight. So you're just going to ne- keep losing weight anyway. Um, because water weight is so – the end of carbohydrates is yeah, yeah. hydrate. Yeah, and yeah. So when you're low – you lose water weight when you're on a low-carb diet. Yeah. Another thing is is that steak is so satiate, satiating that well, even though what, you're eating high-calorie yeah. foods, yeah. you're not eating enough. But but listen, I, I, I'm, I've thought – I've had that thought. I don't think that's it. I, I, something else goes on with how your body – your body can only use so much protein or something at a, at a sitting. Right. Uh, and so I think it has something to do with that, at least mine, my body. Thoughts on resveratrol as a supplement to reduce blood pressure and risk of heart disease? Uh, that's a Dr. Drew question. That is a do. That is a no. Yeah. That is a no. If you have hypertension, you have a disease, disorder, you fucking get that treated. 
and you're you're it's it, people have a grave misconception about hypertension. It is largely a miscommunication between your kidneys and your right atrium. It is largely genetically determined, and when as a result of aging that very delicate mechanism shifts a little in the wrong direction, your entire body is at risk as a result of that. All the tiny vessels in your brain and kidney and heart are under a non-physiologic abnormal stress that causes them either to close or shear or develop uh, cholesterol depositions. All bad. All bad. Doesn't sound good. And the, and the treatments, the pharmacology for, for interrupting that miscommunication between the atrium and the kidney is so benign now and so good. You take a thing once a day, you have no idea you're taking it. I know it feels like a defeat because I went through that myself. I was running and losing weight, and finally a physician looked at me and went, Andrew, you can only outrun your genetics so long. I'm right. like, oh, my God, of course. Of course. Right. So don't be stupid like me. Get it, get it properly treated. And, and you know, just from a bro science point of view, we all know uh, my grandfather smoked heavily, drank, was a was a desperate alcoholic for 60 years. He ended up quitting drinking towards the end of his life. But was a severe alcoholic, smoked his whole life, ate nothing but bullshit, had diabetes, and he lived into his 90s. And we all know the cardiac surgeon who does triathlons who fucking drops dead at 60. It's just, you know. It is our genes. Uh, But but, uh, back to the – there is a lot of focus on, well, if you lose some weight, your pressure goes down. Yes, for some people that's true, particularly people with a metabolic syndrome. If they keep their weight tightly controlled, there will be some readjustment of the blood pressure. But I have tons of patients that are massively obese with low blood pressure. So please now, there's not a direct correlation there for my father. individual. My father is low blood pressure. You you know, he's a big fat guy. Uh, I'm 30 pounds overweight. If I chew some nicotine gum in the AM while fasting, Ooh, will that help? Also, you live, hookers. Oh, by um, the way, you, that nicotine you gave me last time? Yeah. He's, he's laughing. Our engineer is laughing because... I was I was screwed up for about six hours after that. Well, that's because you're a slack jaw pussy. I barely I barely took a suck on it, and my headache my head was coming off. You didn't eat though. I did not eat for six <laughs> hours. I had no interest in eating at all. I could not. I actually got nausea for a couple hours. I could not eat. There's no way. So I had panic, dysphoria, headache. And I did not want to. No, don't pull that out again. I don't want to do it. Right no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just going to. But it's a great and huge topic, and we ought to address it, which is. This is the Volt. Um, Volt Snooze. It is the strongest form of nicotine you can get right. on the planet. Clearly, I don't need that. No. And no, nor, nor does anyone else. What, what, what is a more moderate uh, product? Nicorette. Okay. Nicorette 2 milligram so, gum. So. I, this is a great topic for us. Maybe we should sort of conclude with this, which is the paranoia that the general public and my profession has about nicotine. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I here it's here, not it's not totally unbelievable considering that nicotine is so associated with tobacco. I, I understand, but tobacco is the problem, not right. nicotine. Right. Nicotine is what made people want to use tobacco. Nicotine by itself is. Harmless, and so my profession is looking. It's harmless, and I, I'm a big proponent. Look, yeah. I've got my vault. Yeah, I'm a big proponent, but let's not get her. It's addicting. Oh yeah, oh okay, highly. Addicting. So that's different. Let's not let's that, not but shine over but, that. Well, I wouldn't say it causes. In and up by itself, it doesn't cause addiction. Okay, let me say it this okay. way: it, it causes dependency. Okay, right, like and, caffeine almost. Correct, yeah. and so nicotine, pure nicotine. 
you'll have to use it, but there will be no consequences. There'll be no escalation. There'll be no, you know, all the usual addiction stuff. When it's in tobacco, interestingly, well, there is an addiction there because you're using something that's having consequences and you can't stop. But nicotine by itself causes dependency but not addiction. Is that kind of interesting? But right now, my profession is searching desperately for a reason to condemn nicotine. The latest thing is it causes insulin resistance. Really? I know. I heard that and I went, oh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I don't know what that data was, but it doesn't. And they're looking desperately for some way to condemn vaping. No. And, and here's the thing. All the nicotine, anti-nicotine is going towards vaping right now. Here's the thing about vaping. This, this is the thing. Data came out last week that shows it's twice as effective as the gum in getting people off cigarettes. Okay. We should be effing celebrating that. Yeah. Wherever you see vaping in adolescence, which is not a good thing. I, I'm yeah. totally signed on to that. Anything to adolescence is not a good Correct. thing. Correct. Yeah. You see marked reduction in tobacco, drug, and alcohol use. Think about that. Yeah. We may have found a treatment for drug and alcoholism. That sounds in, good. Or, or at least, right. So why we're not embracing this thing and on a limited scale, sort of for why it's strictly, oh, my God, oh, it's, 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 it's killing everybody. So far, they've not been able to find one thing wrong with it, desperately trying to, desperately trying to find lung and cardiac consequences. And having crappy data and sort of still saying it's there it's not there it's not there yet yeah. so i'm i am really i'm concerned about nicotine because it could be a therapeutic drug for obesity that's what our call that's what our yep. listeners bring it up here. um but you're 30 pounds overweight let me let me tell it to you straight and i'm doing this as a service to you not to be a dick nicotine ain't gonna make a difference 30 pounds it may help you with your appetite but if you have 30 pounds to lose, don't think that nicotine is going to be some panacea and you're going to fucking get to the weight. But it could really help. It can absolutely help with overeating. It can absolutely if, help. If with appetite is your thing, and again, we don't really think about this that much. If appetite is the issue, nicotine could be a partial solution. I, I don't want anybody getting dependent on nicotine, though, necessarily. Right. Uh, they sort of use it as sort of a occasional way of you know getting through sticking points. All right, maybe. But it, again, there's no the data's not in on this yet, so I can't recommend it. Uh, Mike, you've been using it for years that way, right? Yeah. And but it was one of the strange things, and I'm the biggest drug addict in the world. I mean, I I, I have such bad addiction. But like you pointed out, it there's no escalation. It, it doesn't trigger. Yeah. I I still use. I mean, I take one snooze, and that's. I'm not now doubling up. I'm not using it twice as much. I just. I use it when I want to, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and it seems to stay the same. Right. So there, there is a good example of how it doesn't trigger the biology of addiction per se, even though it causes dependency if you're not careful. Um, let's see here. This is a good one for you, Dr. Okay. Drew. What exercises can you do for arthritis in the ankles and knees? Oh, dude. I'm not sure that's a good one for me or not because uh, I, I would stick my, my – I don't know what they mean by ankle arthritis because that's sort of an unusual thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a, they made you know what that sounds arthritis? to me. It's like rheumatoid arthritis. Well, you know what it sounds like to me. A- ankle and knees. What it sounds like to me is you're fat. Could be. It, it, it could be. And and so weight loss would be an important thing. But if it's somebody with rheumatoid arthritis, I've often wondered what I would do if I developed an inflammatory arthritis. You know, how would you how would you work around that? I think what I would do is I would use a lot of straps to uh, you know compensate for grip problems and wrist problems. Yeah. And on the knees and ankles, I would. Well, ankles, you can take the ankles out of it, and you can support the knees with uh, with uh, machines. Braces. Machines. 
No, yeah. just extensions. Training and, and machines. You might have trouble with the curls and, and you want to keep that low weight. But I would say leg extension would, would get you right around both those problems, wouldn't you? I have a – that's a – yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, – but, you know, you're not going to get the same benefit as squatting with leg extension. Different issue. Yeah. Different thing. If you're asking me how can I have a heavy weight lifting with squat and ankle and knee problems, yeah. I'm not sure that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I, pr- I probably would do it myself because <laughs> yeah. I'm a maniac. And what I would do would get uh, some sort of knee support. Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, I make sure that I was squatting in a place with my ankles if you have, gave out, I would be able to drop the weight. If you have problematic knees, there's been a lot of research uh, recently that I've seen that shows that cycling is really therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just work in some cycling that can help. And, and Dr. Drew's got a good point. Steer away from anything that's going to bend at the knee at the knee uh, joint and well, put l- weight l- up on. Let me just say that a, l- a large part, one of, the, one of the common areas that people get a lot of arthritic or joint-type problems is the patella, the kneecap, against the femur, mm-hmm. right? And if I remember my physiology of that right, the, the, the way the trigonometry works of the knee, that patella against the femur is, is four to seven times gravity. In other words, so if you have 200 pounds in your back, it's 800 pounds of pressure right oh. there with the patella against the knee. Mm. And, and, and that's where people get into big trouble. I have, I have a final question to wrap things up, mm. and this is, uh, this is from the mind of Michael. Okay. And I, I will fully admit, I'm not someone who has a deep, thorough understanding of physiology or even science. But from what I understand, this doesn't make any sense to me. Homeopathic and hippie kind of medical people mm-hmm. constantly warn against adrenal damage from taking caffeine. But how does caffeine in any way affect the adrenal gland? doesn't. So I'm well, right. Um, Maybe by increasing heart rate, okay. perhaps. Uh, I don't know what they mean by adrenal gland. What does that mean? Show me the pathology. Show right. me the tissue. Show me the physiological... Me- doesn't mean anything. It's a meaningless that, statement. Okay, so you're... And which part of the adrenal gland? There's many different parts of it. Wh- which part are we talking about? Right. And they all have each independent physiologies. What are we talking about? I, that's my question. That yeah. was my question. So you hear so good. much about don't overuse caffeine, adrenal damage, adrenal damage. And I go, but how does that make sense? It doesn't make sense to me. I've been practicing medicine for 35 years, seen lots of coffee drinkers, never seen something I would call adrenal damage. Ever, okay. ever, ever. And they're going to have to tell me, is the pars pellucida? What, what part is it? What part? Yeah. And, and it's my, always my thing. Write out for me the physiology, and I'll look at it. Write out the chemistry, and we'll have a look. And then show me the path on a path specimen, and I'll have a look. But unless you can do that, it's talking nonsense. Is that a big problem right now with just the fact that the Internet gives so many people a voice that don't necessarily have the scientific training? Science is, science is, is only a giant probability equation. It's like trying to talk about a cloud. Mm. It's not a pathway. Things don't go A, B, C, D. They aren't narratives the way people talk about it in the common lexicon. It's a scatter, and we sort of make the best fit graph to understand the physiology. Yeah. It's a much more vague, poorly understood thing than anybody ever talks about in common car- parlance. Again, that's thus my love for, for Kate Shanahan. She's a biochemist, and she goes, I can't say anything. You can't say anything meaningful about these things, but I can talk about tallow and cancer risk and switching over to vegetable oils. That data's there, yeah. and that's it. And she says things that you can say something about. Everything else, read her stuff if you want real, real material. And uh, to wrap things up, suck my balls. There you go. That was a great podcast. Yeah. 
Hey everybody, it is the Swole Patrol Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Catherwood and Dr. Drew is at Dr. Drew, of course. Join the email list today. Send your questions, drdrew.com slash contact and put Swole at the top of the email so we can get your comments. And this will get you a weekly email reminder with a link to this show and all the great shows that Dr. Drew and I do and all the shows that Dr. Drew does by himself and, of course, with Adam Carolla, the great ace man. Please tell a friend and subscribe on iTunes. Don't forget to rate us five stars. And on Podbean or Google Play, all three help us out. We also are on YouTube slash Dr. Drew, and I hope you can give us all your comments, even if if you're a troll and you want to destroy our feelings and our emotions. Support our sponsors and the show. Click on the banners on drdrew.com for the links for special discounts for the products Dr. Drew and I endorse 100%. Send questions and comments to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Swole Patrol Podcast or on Twitter at Swole Patrol Pod. And uh, be good. Be swole. Hashtag Swole Patrol.